following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both you the crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jonesy and Brown Show. He's Mike Jones. I'm John Brown. Now, we have a lot of, uh, the two of us have a lot of expertise in in different aspects of life and sports. And we talk about them on a somewhat weekly basis. When we feel like it. Yes, when we feel like it. So, you know, we, we, we try to go every week, but, you know, sometimes... Look, man, life life gets in the way. You all right, bro? Yeah, getting right. over a little bit of a cold. Oh, look, man, this this ain't the time for that, bro. Can't I'm, be out. I'm good. You, I promise. You, I'm look, good. man, see, here I am I'm trying good. to I'm trying to work us back to the point where we can start doing this show in the same room again, and within the first forty five seconds of the show, you coughing. Hey, man, I'm all right. I uh, promise. You, you got your papers, man. I'm certified. You, you sure? How many times? <laughs> I'm Aaron Rodgers in you now. Oh, 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 and you ain't never getting in this house, man. You ain't never getting in this house, bro. You, you, you bad for life, bro. No, no Aaron Rodgers. No Aaron Rodgers <laughs> over here, man. Uh, you, man, you, you just I couldn't insu- help myself. You 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 just ensured that we'll be doing this show on Streamyard until <laughs> nobody on Earth has COVID ever again. Now, uh, but, but, man, but I couldn't help myself. But but here's the thing. This, this is what I wanted. I kind of wanted to throw this this out here to you quickly while I had the time. We got a good show for you guys. We got a good guest. We'll get into that in a second. But uh, you are very familiar. You have played basketball at. At, at pretty high levels, you you've played, mm-hmm. you played in high school, you played in college, correct? I played a little bit. Yeah, you you played. You mm-hmm. also uh you also coached basketball for a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. I I am familiar with the HBCU culture, historically black college and university. I am a proud graduate. As am I. The first, I, I did four years at HBC. Okay, Where, where'd you go, if you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, we we don't, we're not talking about We're that not talking right. about that? Okay, all right, what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Ain't trying to put you on the I, I spot. I got beef with them. Okay, no problem. No problem. <laughs> it, it wasn't Morgan State, though, was it? It was not. Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. That's something we, that's probably something we should have established before we ever started <laughs> this show, but we didn't, but it's all right. But nonetheless, you and I both are familiar with the HBCU culture. You are mm-hmm. also someone who played basketball on on a high level, higher level than I ever played, much much higher. Ran track too. Don't ran ran track. Yes, you you are an athlete. You are a true athlete. Earlier this week, washed up old head to be specific. It, a a yeah. whatever though you had. You have to have played to be washed. I'm not okay. even in, the, and, and I put it to like, I'm not even in the bathroom. <laughs> but earlier this week, Coppin State, 
which is a rival school of my alma mater, Morgan State, took on the Drexel Dragons. Uh, you know, it's it, it's it's one of those. You sure that wasn't an inter squad scrimmage? Let me t- let, let me tell the story. I uh, really thought that was, I would see a tape of a scrimmage. I, I bet you were. I, I was wrong. What happened? Explain to me. Coppin Coppin State travels to Philadelphia to take mm-hmm. on the Drexel Dragons. It's one of those 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 mid tier check games. You're gonna get a little bit of money. A little bit more money than you probably get, you know, playing t- teams in your own conference. But you have an opportunity. It's a, it's a it's a winnable check game. They consider those winnable check games. However, as they make the trip, once they get to Philadelphia, once they get into the arena, get ready to prepare for the game, they realize, the equipment manager realizes, they forgot to bring their uniforms the uniforms of the team did not make the trip granted Drexel University and Coppin State are probably probably about two hours apart depending Uh on how heavy of a foot you have I've made that trip in a little over an hour I've gotten from West Philly to West Baltimore in maybe an hour and 15 minutes. You know, depending on how heavy of a foot you have. I was going to say an hour and a half. Hour Hour and and a half, two hours, depending on traffic, because you know that Delaware traffic's a monster right now. But nonetheless, the uniform... 95 is a beast. 95 is a beast. But nonetheless, Coppin State shows up to play their game against Drexel University, and they forgot their uniforms. Not forgot one player's Not uniform. one player's uniforms. The whole All team. The whole team does n- are, are without uniforms. So, like, when, the, when, when they're loading the bus and the equipment manager's going over his checklist of equipment to take with you for a basketball game, uniforms is not on this checklist. This is what you're, and you know what? A friend of mine, years ago, while back, played at Coppin State. Okay. He he was he was a stud at Coppin State. Yes. Good friend of mine. Okay. I'm gonna have to talk to him about this. We might have to get him on soon to explain this to us. I I am going to now. Here, here's the thing. I'm gonna work on that for next week. Oh, that, you you got, do that. We, I'm gonna work we, on that. We for gotta next circle week. back to this. We we we're gonna we, circle back. To we this. need to talk about this more. But here's the thing. I went to Morgan State University in the in the mid to late nineties. Mm-hmm. In the mid to late nineties, Coppin State was in, in the MEAC, in the MEAC conference. Coppin State was kind of a beast. Coppin State was coached by uh, Fang Mitchell. Mm-hmm. A, a legend in black college sports. Mm-hmm. Coppin State had reached that echelon. That that point where your your mid majors reach, where the major the, the power conference schools don't put you on your schedule anymore. They don't want that they, the risk of that yeah, loss. They, they don't want to risk that loss. You know, 
I was at Morgan State when Coppin State as a 15 seed upset second-ranked Richmond in the NCAA tournament. You know, every now and then, you know, you know, you know, back before that garbage first four, and that's an argument that we'll have later on this later on in 2022. But back then, you know, uh, Coppin State. W- 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 Coppin State has some history. Mm-hmm. Coppin State was one of the first schools to hire a woman as an assistant, uh, as an assistant coach. Hired Stephanie Reddy. You remember Stephanie Reddy? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, she was on that staff with Fat with Fang Mitchell. So, so Coppin State now is coached by Juan Dixon. Juan Dixon of University of Maryland won a national, Maryland. Won a championship. Won a championship. A Duke to win a championship. A, a, a Baltimore legend, a Maryland legend. Mm-hmm. Juan Dixon's name rings out in the state of Maryland and in the in the city of Baltimore. I'm not quite sure if he's ready for this jump, but the fact that the University of Maryland is now under an interim head coach, Danny Manning, you know, you know, pretty mm-hmm. noticeable name. But there are there are quiet rumbles. Hey, why don't you look at Juan Dixon? You got Juan Dixon right there. Mm-hmm. Now, now, granted, this year Coppin State is uh, one in thirteen, but it's still it's still Juan Dixon. But but you're one in thirteen. But you're one in thirteen. So you know this this you, you may not be the year. To yeah, this may that. not be the year to look at Juan Dixon. But uh, but if you're Juan Dixon. I mean, you keep your eyes on them, but you, you, you don't do it this yeah, year. Yeah, it might not. This might not be the year. But if you're Juan Dixon, though, you know, given given the trials and tribulations, given the the hurdles that a lot of black schools in this COVID era are, you know, the, the hurdles that they have to jump, mm-hmm. scheduling games, uh, you know, trimming down rosters, you know, things like that. There, there, there's certain Real quick, as we're talking about HBCUs and black schools, I want to give a quick shout out to Coach Prime and what he's doing down at Jackson State. Yeah. Did you did you see his signing day coup? Yes. The, the number two overall player, the top corner in this year's class, I, decided to go play for Coach Prime. This is like he's he's building something down there. He, he's building something down there, and I, and, I, and 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 you know what. Hold that thought. Let, let, let me let me finish with this thing because I, I I that's something that's that's something we, we should uh, jump back on. Mm-hmm. But Coppin State is 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 or is, is if, if I'm Juan Dixon, you, you're dealing with you know your school got a pretty mediocre record. In fact, one in thirteen is probably l- less than mediocre. There you go. You know it, it just stinks. Your team stinks. Your team is garbage. That's that's trash. You're you're not good this year. You're not. I won't good. go as far as to say your team is trash, but as a unit, you're not good this year. One in thirteen is a trash record. Maybe your team's not trash, but one in thirteen is a trash record. Mm-hmm. And now you are on TV. You know, if you have ESPN Plus, you could have saw that game. Mm-hmm. And you, you you know a lot of do you have ESPN Plus? Have you subscribed? You ESPN Plus subscriber? No. I I I will admit I I got it. I, 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 I have. You. Other than other than Monday Night Football, you know, there's very little ESPN that I watch. 
Fair, fair when, enough. When they have es, when they have game, I watch live games when they have those on. But outside of that, none, nonetheless, you could have watched this game on television. Mm-hmm. The Coppin State Eagles, Coppin State University. When I was when I was in college, it was Coppin State College. Now it's Coppin State University. Played a Division One basketball game without uniforms. Well, they, they had, had uniforms. They had without their uniforms. They had to borrow <laughs> uniforms. They had to borrow Drexel's, Drexel's practice uniforms. Practice uniforms. Mm-hmm. Now, this I don't know, but God, I swear they weren't. I I hope they weren't jerseys and uniforms that belonged to people. They're the practice uniforms. The practice People uniform. use them. You just have to hope they're clean. Because they weren't expected to be in use that day. You this just is, need to hope the laundry was done. I, I'm asking you, as a former coach, and as a former player, mm-hmm. what would go through your mind if this happened to you? If this happened to your team, what would go through your mind as a player and what would go through your mind as a coach? As a, as a player, I'd be questioning everyone's competency. As a coach, somebody has to get replaced. Whoever's job it was to put uniforms on the bus has to get replaced. If it was my job to put uniforms on the bus, I need to be replaced. But Everyone's your job. Would you would you resign? You're the coach of the team, and somehow putting uniforms on the bus is your responsibility. All right. All right. Would you resign? Ser- all right. Seriously, all jokes aside, mm-hmm. if I'm as if I'm as a D1 coach, you have an equipment manager. Yeah, yes. You have someone whose job it is to make sure that stuff gets done because the coach is preoccupied with other things. He's not the coach isn't getting on the bus thinking, I wonder if the guy brought the jerseys. The jerseys are the number one thing you need. If there's nothing else you take, if you don't take your shoot-around balls, if you don't take your clipboard, you don't take any of that, you have to take the uniforms. You have like. So... If my team shows up without uniforms, first thing going through my mind is, yeah, this is why we're one in thirteen. Mm-hmm. It's top to bottom incompetence, and we ever, nobody's focused. That's, but it, it's just not a good look. It's it, it's not a good look at all. So. If you're an equipment manager, how do you formulate your mouth to tell the coach there are no uniforms? I mean, you got to tell them. You're sitting in a gym. You see ESPN's cameras. Mm hmm. Now, you see, know, here's the real here's the real question I have is what time do you arrive for this game? Because mm-hmm. if you arrive, say, because 
like we discussed, it's the short bus ride, two, an hour and a half, two hour bus ride. So the bus arrives, they say it's a seven o'clock, what was it, a seven o'clock game? About a seven o'clock game. So if you arrive six, six fifteen, and you go to unload the bus, if that's the first point you realize you didn't bring those uniforms, you got to tell the coach immediately. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had realized that earlier in the trip, then you should have made a phone call, told somebody, go pick up these uniforms and speed. Well, I'll pay your ticket. Speed. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, don't stop. You're, you, you don't don't stop. Mm-hmm. Don't break for anything. We'll pay your tickets. You know, we'll mm-hmm. bail you out of j- you get here. Yeah. You make sure these uniforms get here. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have to do. Don't meet but me so, here, beat me here. So I'm assuming this is this is a, a late revelation that you go to unload the bus and you're unloading stuff and you don't see uniforms and you go into panic. And you're pro- so you're panicking. Mm-hmm. You're probably not even it's just a what and you just blurt it out, tell coach, because you're in panic mode looking for these jerseys. So I don't think it's really even a thought of at that point of being scared to tell the coach. You're just panicking where mm-hmm. are these jerseys? You know? Who goes to the other team and says, Hey bruh. I don't know how to say this, but we ain't got no jerseys. The equipment manager. Who does he go to? Does he go to the AD? Does he go to the equipment manager of the other team? Who does he go to? Who does he talk to? If you're an equipment manager for the other team and the squad my, that you brought into place says yeah. they ain't got no my, jerseys, what are you thinking? My first point of contact would be the equipment manager for the other team. Okay. And then he's got to go get the appropriate approvals and clearances to do what he needs to do. Yeah. But he would be my first point of contact. Okay. And you just hope he – but you can't even say hope he doesn't tell anybody because everybody's about everybody's to see what happens. Everybody's about to know. So, <laughs> Everyone is about to see what's going to happen. All right, so here's my thing. Jonesy, I know you. Jonesy, we've done this show for a while. I know mm-hmm. the kind of basketball player you are. I know. Oh, I'm talking crazy to everybody. You are playing a team, a D1 mm-hmm. basketball game. You are playing a one. There is a chance. Oh, t- for one, two. If I'm a Drexel player. Mm-hmm. If I'm a Drexel player, and I have to go against the one in thirteen team that now also has to wear my practice jersey. Oh man, he's not here at the end of this all game. Like I'm in his ear. I'm, I'm not. I can't say the things on air that I would be saying to this player on the court. It no, it would be merciless. You're like playing, it, nonstop verbal abuse. You look at the guy you're assigned to. You mm-hmm. go through. You go through your pregame assignments. Mm-hmm. Jonesy, you have Smith. You are to take Smith to start the game. Mm-hmm. You walk onto the court. You see Smith. He has your practice jersey on. Oh, is that? Oh, man. <laughs> what are you saying to Mr. Smith? So, 
I get to guard number 11? You're looking at your game jersey. Oh, You're number man. 11. Oh, You're number man. 11, and you walk across the field. You walk the field. You walk or to the court. You see the man you're supposed to guard, and he has practice jersey number 11 on. What are you saying to this man? All right, see, you're, at, you're, at, you're putting me on the spot because these, these are things that I can't say out loud on the show. Like, you literally, I, I, I was bad. Bad trash talk. Like, uh-huh. if I was quiet on the court, uh-huh. you knew I was going to have a horrible game. Yeah, you you, I'm not you were a, a talker. I, I, I wasn't engaged. You were a talker. So, I, like, I'm constantly talking. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that you've now just handed me a extended clip full of the ammunition, uh-huh. you know. This is D1 basketball. No, it's not. No, no. D1 in name. First, no, no, it's not. The first thing I'm saying to him, what's up, JV? What's up, Squirt? Hey, but but this is this is what I'm you saying. You couldn't even though. get your name on your jersey? Couldn't get your name on your jersey? Couldn't get your number oh. on your jersey? You got my number. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I'm, We just you, getting warmed you up. My, you my little brother. You wearing my hand me down. You play it. This is you I playing your brother in a game, and your brother's wearing your uh, jersey. See, but see, it's not my brother. I'm going to start calling him mini-me or something. But this is just it. And this it's, is the magnitude of the moment. The magnitude of the moment is this is D1 basketball. Both of these teams are eligible to go to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. But, you know. The, all Both of these teams are able to be in the field of 68. Yes, yes. Both of these teams could play. In the, you know, these are teams that at some point in time you could see on CBS later on this year. One mm-hmm. shining moment. They got on practice jerseys from the other team, bro. To quote the late, great Biggie Small, somebody's got to die. <laughs> that, come, bruh. And, and, and the thing is, you know, because, you, you know, you went to school. And, and you went to school, you had a rival school. At Morgan State, Coppin was our rival. This is East Baltimore versus West Baltimore. Morgan's in East Baltimore. Coppin's in West Baltimore. I don't want to laugh as hard as I have been laughing at Coppin, but come on, bruh. You on ESPN wearing the other team's jerseys. Other team's (laughs) practice jerseys. It's unfair what y'all did to Juan Dixon. Because Juan Dixon was my guy. When I was in Baltimore, I, I watched the I watched the rise of Juan Dixon. I was actually I'm a fan Juan, of Juan Dixon. When Juan Dixon was winning championships at UMD, I lived three miles up the road. I was it three miles from College Park or three miles from Baltimore. Three miles from College Park. Okay. okay. And at that point, I was attending college in T- Tacoma Park and running track. Tacoma Park, yes, yes, okay. So DC area, all right. So, so I I'm well familiar with Juan Dixon. Yes, and it, 
quite as capable. I, I, as, as a player, he had a, he's a he's a legend yeah, in Maryland. Yeah, quite as capable. I miss Maryland in the ACC. I know they're in the Big Ten now, and you know mm-hmm. money talks or whatever. But I miss them in the, in the ACC. It'll, they'll yeah. never go back. But I I miss those days. I love Maryland them. basketball in the ACC. Was was but, I, I like them being at that 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 third tier team. You know they weren't Duke. They, they weren't, weren't UN, Duke or Carolina. They weren't Duke or Carolina, but you know but a, a Duke Maryland game and a Duke UNC game. Excuse me, a UNC Maryland game was going to be good basketball. Mm-hmm. Those were good. Those were good games. Those were good years. Maryland put together good teams, and when and they, when they were right, they they could play with anybody. Yes, they didn't cons- consistently keep those top five, top mm-hmm. ten teams like Carolina and Maryland and yeah. Carolina and Duke did, mm-hmm. but. In the ACC, Maryland basketball was a threat. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. But, yeah, man, cop, bro, cop, man. That's just an L. That's the L of all L's. All right, we got to move on because we got a good guest for you guys today. Got a good guest. We're going to talk about a couple of things. This this is a hard-working dude. I had to go to the the good Rolodex of friends (laughs) to bring this man in. Like I don't even have enough paper to write down all the all the different uh, things he's got going on. This man's down with uh, he is the founder of the Heat Ratio. You can hear him on Fox Sports, The Gambler in Philadelphia. He's down with Phil, uh, uh, Philly influencer. That's my man Sean Brace's team. So my man Sean Brace. Shout out to Sean Brace. I still give him love because he ran up on Shady outside. Uh, he ran up on Shady on the street that went Todd by himself. And, I, and, and he'll always be a G for that. So <laughs> shout out to Sean Brace. But he's a very intelligent man. I, I respect his his sports acumen. And I need I need to get his his take on a couple of things that you have said to me. Let's do it. All right, so let's bring in my man Jigsaw. Let's add him to let's let's bring him in here. Tony, what's good, family? What is that? Smoke Force One? I'm waiting for Smoke Force One, man. Wait for that. You and me both. I, you know what I mean? I, I keep saying it, but guy. I ain't never taste it, you know? I do a show with the guy that can't get a sample. <laughs> At least Gunner. I know I'm not the only one. Gunner, you watching? Derek Gunn, you watching? You hear, you hear these people out here asking for Smoke Force One? I'll never hear nobody jumping on the air asking for Derek Gunn's food. But, you know. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> I know. We're not if, doing if, this. If, if, listen, if Alex Holly was asking for Smoke Force One, she'd probably get it. But we, Alex we, Holly we, would we absolutely party. get Smoke Force One See? if she asked for mm-hmm. it. We're starving. Hey, hey, man, Alex Holly would absolutely get Smoke Force One if she asked for it. But, anyway, <laughs> but that's another story. That's another story. Jigsaw was good, family. What's up, guys? How you doing, man? This is no just living life, man. It's a holiday season. We got all the sports going. We got COVID going crazy. Exactly. NBA going crazy. Ben still crying. The Eagles fight for playoffs. I mean, I don't know. We got everything to talk about. Let's start with where, where you start. Let's let's start with Ben Simmons, man. Mm. Are you you team Ben or you team Maury? I, I, I'm uh, listen. I'm team Maury. Okay. I'm team Maury. Okay. Is there I, a team Ben? I don't. I think it's a very small percentage. It started out like real big, and now it's 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 winding down as the days go by. It really is. I, I, I got no time for Ben, man. No time. At this point, are do you believe in Maury's philosophies? Like, look, when I when I trade Ben, 
I'm going to get the best package for him? Or are you, are you at the point where it's just like, get what you can get. Trade Ben for a box of smokes and, you know, some bubble gum at this point. Well, here's the thing. I, they, they fumbled this from the very beginning. That's the problem, right? And, I, and I, I've said this from the Eagles' perspective when we talk about guys like Zach Ertz and Fletcher Cox when you have to trade them at their ultimate levels of eliteness, right? Mm-hmm. So Zach Ertz got traded for a bag of donuts, but he could have been traded for essentially a second or third round pick if they would have traded him a year earlier. So this whole Ben Simmons saga, I mean, listen, all three of us could be GMs right now. Mm-hmm. If you're looking what's going on, do you want to give up your assets for Ben Simmons? I mean, you, what's what's going to happen when he comes on a team and doesn't like his players? Is he not going to want to play? Maybe the coach a little hard on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got news for Ben. He wants to go out and play for Pop. You think Pop is going to is going to deal with you? Ask Kawhi. I mean, come on. So that's what I don't understand. I think the problem with this is, I think you're still going to get something to help you, mm-hmm. but you're still not, you're not going to get the pack. To throw the Dane the stuff out. You were never going to get Dane. Never going to get Dane. But if you're talking before it collapsed long, if you're talking CJ McCollum, I would take CJ. I, I'll, mm-hmm. t- I'll take Shy. I love Shy. Give me Shy all day long. Give me Darian Fox because it's somebody that can play off the ball, something that Ben couldn't do. So I think either way, this is going to help us, and I think it's going to happen sooner than later. How how soon do you see? End of, I, end I, of I'll month? be honest with you. I, I I think it's happening before Christmas. That's my own opinion. Well, um, as- you know, I do. Well, as of today, it's up to what eighty percent of the league, eighty-five percent of the league is now eligible eligible yep. to be traded. Where yesterday it was sixty-five percent. So talks are in t- are picking up. The one rumor I've heard that I absolutely have no interest in is people are talking about L.A. was considering moving Russ, and I have no interest mm. in that. Are there any names out there that realistic that you would actually like to see the Sixers be in on? Um, I still think that the James Harden smoke is fire. I still, you know, this is the guy that they wanted in the offseason, a guy that essentially would have been a part of this team if they signed on a dotted line in Houston, right? So, and I still think he offers a lot of value. A lot of people are down on James Harden. Listen, I know he's 33 years old. I get it. But he's playing 36, 37 minutes per game, right? He's he's a 10 assists a game, dropping 9 to 10 dimes every game, and he's still able to give you 20 to 25 points. So that's a difference. You look at Ben Simmons, he might give you 10 assists, but he's giving you 6 points. And he's not giving you anything if he's not finishing at the rim. James Harden can kill you at any different angle. So I'm a James Harden guy. I think the the issue with people have to start looking at is stop worrying about age because you probably have about four prime years of Joel Embiid left, and you can't wait. So we can't wait around to build something here. You can't say, let me get a young guy and wait two years. No, you can't have – you want to win now. And right now it's wide open. Honestly, it's wide open. Next year, it'll be wide open. So uh, the NBA anymore is a year-to-year league, depending on who wants to stack each team together, right? So this year, you got Steph going off. There's still no clay, probably back into the All-Star break. Uh, mm-hmm. You got Phoenix looking really sweet out there, right? So, you, But you still have opportunities. So I think, for me personally, I would love a James Harden trade. People think I'm crazy. I would love James Harden here on the season. There, there if I could get, if I could find a way to get Harden here for Ben Simmons, I'm on board. 
Yeah, sign and trade, one on one. They get you know, we, we, even if I got to give up Matisse, I, I'm good. I'm not giving up Maxi. I'll give up Matisse, but I'm not giving up Maxi. I think you need to keep Maxi. And now, see, I'm the opposite. I'd give up Maxi, but not really. Mm-hmm. Now, why? Why is that? Because what you the one thing that you are sacrificing when you give up a Ben Simmons for a James Harden is perimeter defense. And I do need someone I can be able I can throw out there to guard other teams' top perimeter players. And Maxi doesn't really give me that option. Danny Green is about five years past being able to do oh. that. <laughs> and Matisse is a, an elite defender. You don't find guys who can defend at Matisse's level very often. Real quick, let me get let me get both of your opinions. What did you think of uh, the job Matisse did on Steph uh, Saturday Night Primetime ABC? Steph going mm-hmm. for the, Steph going for the record. They put Matisse on him on primetime. You know, well, I, I want your thoughts on that. Uh, I loved it. I did, and I, I was down there live, oh, and wow. I was watching. Uh, I, I I got I got a package, so I sit about twenty rows from the court, and the watch. The you know it, you could tell as soon as they threw the lineup on, we see Matisse's start lineup. I was like, all right, he's mm-hmm. going to be on staff one on one. We already know he's going to be he gonna be reading his credit cards all night long, right? So he Steph tried so hard to get open, mm-hmm. so hard, and he still got a couple shots on, right? But mm-hmm. I, I think he was tremendous. But then you look at as we're doing the show right now, he's getting outplayed by Duncan Robinson on the Miami Heat. So I, I you know, is it consistency? I don't know what it is because sometimes he falls in that. That mole where he gets in foul trouble, he gets mm-hmm. real hacky with his hands, and but but he's definitely a, an elite defender at times. I just don't think he's all the way yet. I just think you can basically. I I I think he's more replaceable than Tyrese Maxey. I mean, I say this all the time. Back in the day, you know, Bruce Bowen was a really good defender, right? And you could have got Bruce Bowen for a second-round pick. So I still think you can find really good defenders. I mean, Delavadova did a great job in Cleveland just as a bench guy because he was in everybody's face, right? So you can Mm -hmm. find those guys. But Tyrese, to me, is the future. He is the – and I'll tell you what, not to get long-winded, but for me being down there and watching – tie in the ear of doc in the ear of sam because every time out doesn't matter every day or this kid is a student of the game it's really nice to see so i'm holding on to him tight okay jb had some no no i was go- i, I want wanted to pose that question to you what'd you think of uh mac uh, excuse me matisse on thir- uh on saturday well For me, I mean, it just kind of reinforced what I was just saying about Matisse at his potential as a defender, his length, his athleticism. And we all know the defense is a a thing that's about effort and commitment to playing defense more than anything else. And a lot of guys just are unwilling defenders, whether or not they have the ability to do it. And Matisse is one who's never going to shy away from a defensive challenge, a challenge to step up and guard somebody. So I always love to see that where a lot of guys, you put up, you tell them they got Steph that night, they might get nervous. Matisse seemed like he was excited for the yeah. challenge. So those are the things where I see a def- see in Matisse was like, that makes me so, un- like, so hesitant. You know, of course, you all, He's not untouchable. You offer me the right guy, and I have to move <laughs> yeah. Matisse. Yeah. I'll, I'll move Matisse. But 
he's a guy I would, if 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 all possible, I want to hold on to strictly because, and with with him being young, I still think there's room for him to improve his offensive game. I don't think he ever turns into some 20, 25 point a game score, but I do think he could give you a consistent 10 to in the 10 to 14 range and shoot 35% plus from the three. His mechanics aren't terrible on his jump shot. Mm. He needs to work on the touch, get a little more fluid with his release, but it's not something that's not fixable. So I see, and I so with the room, I still see for growth. A performance like that on Saturday night, where you step up and accept that type of challenge, makes me excited. Yeah, it it to me it, it's frustrating that it looks like it might take getting rid of one of these two young players to facilitate a Ben Simmons trade. That part of that, and that I think mm-hmm. that also when you look at what this team has done. And people, you know, it's at this point in time we're we're a quarter of the season in, and mm-hmm. we're not quite sure what we have with this team. All I know is before half this team got COVID, they were eight and two, had the best record in the league. Now you know they they kind of fell off the cliff, but you know, like I said, half the team had COVID. Now they're they're battling back. I you know we we don't know what we have. But, Speaking of not knowing what we have, I don't mean to cut you uh, off, but uh, something that just popped in my head. As far as not knowing what we have, what what do you make of Tobias Harris? He's on he, he's on my dead to me list, man. I, I, I listen. He, I, you know, it, it's such a shame because mm-hmm. Tobias, in a way, this might be a stretch, but in a way, he reminds me of Andre Iguodala in the sense that. You know, Iggy was trying to essentially take the place of a legend in AI, mm-hmm. and it wasn't his fault that, that Iggy wasn't that guy. He was never made out to be that guy. Iggy no. was never made to be a number one guy, mm-hmm. but we forced him into that role, right, because we needed him. And now they're forcing Tobias, in, and he's just not that. But unfortunately, Tobias, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, you're getting I, – I know it, it's got to be about money. People say it can't be about money. It is about yeah. money because it hinders what you could do with the rest of your team. Mm-hmm. You're so in a salary cap. Four, yeah. right? You, you, you got to be able to jump up like a PG-13 when, when, when your guy is out and drop 30 or 35 yeah. at any given night. Yes. And, and he's afraid that, like, I don't even know what he's doing half the time. It's it's, it's absolutely it, it, it boggles my mind. He's, he's frustrating the hell out of me. If, if this were baseball and there's no salary cap and you can pay everybody whoever mm-hmm. you want, exactly. you, can tell, you can make the argument that it's yep. not about money. He but makes, the second we have a salary cap and signing him to a max deal limits my ability to bring in other players, then I have to say it's about money. I need you to play up to the value of your contract. It's absolutely about money because he makes too much money for you to come on a show to say, hey, what do you think about Tobias Harris? <coughs> the fact that you, when yeah. you make that much money, that should not be a question. Hey, what do you think about Tobias Harris? No one asks, hey, what do you think about Joel Embiid? He makes that much money because he's the guy. He's the straw, mm-hmm. you know, he's the straw that stirs this drink. He's the guy, you know, maybe, you know, maybe games played might keep him away from an MVP. But when he's in the game, he plays at an MVP level. He says MVP things. 
that post-game mm-hmm. interview on Saturday just you know just solidified the fact that Joel Embiid oh. will never pay for a meal in this city ever in his life. Nope. Nope. Not, nope. Not, not in my city, not on my court. I love it. I felt like I was in church. I'm sitting there watching oh. the game. Yes! <laughs> amen, Yes, baby. amen, baby. <laughs> amen. <laughs> not in my Yo. city, not on oh. my court. So, 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 so hold on, check this out. So what do you guys think about this? Because I was thinking about this the other day. So I wrote an article probably about four years ago Mm -hmm. and got blasted on it when I said I would trade Ben Simmons for PG-13 at that time, four years ago. I want an established guy because I wasn't sold on Ben. Mm -hmm. So think about this. What if that possibly would have happened, right? And you have PG-13 on this team. You have Mm -hmm. Joel Embiid on this team. Jimmy Butler never leaves, and there is no Tobias Max contract. So you're rolling with JB, mm-hmm. PG-13, and Embiid. I know with hindsight 2020, I'm just saying just say that that's the problem. This team was built wrong. It was built mm-hmm. wrong, and that's the issue, and now we're paying for it, and I just don't want to waste Joel Embiid's talent. No, I, don't you don't. Well, I, I know we say hindsight's 2020, but I agree with you completely, and I was not one of the ones who blasted you for that because <laughs> – in, in 2017, I believe it was when, yep. when Ben Simmons was got. Or, or what year did Simmons get drafted? 16, I believe 17. Yep. I believe it was one of them. Mm-hmm. But, it's been it's five years, so it, it, yeah, it's been a really yeah. it's been a really so, long six, time. 16, but I was on record then saying, as talented as Simmons is, I would have rather had Ingram because the basketball fit, yeah. S- simply because of the basketball fit. And people said I was insane, Simmons is this, that, and the other. And then JB has heard me multiple times on this show ask questions about making trades because of basketball fits. Yes. So one, one thing, I don't think you were wrong for that at all. One thing that we have always done on this show, we, we've tried to keep it real, and we've acknowledged that in doing this show and putting this show out there, we put out receipts. So mm-hmm. I I appreciate the way Jonesy worded this. But for me, to be honest, I, I will be the I, I will fall on my sword. I called Jonesy insane. <laughs> I said that Jonesy yes. It was thank you, Jonesy. I appreciate you trying to, to, to I was the one said, Hell no, you don't trade Ben Simmons. He'll find the jumper. I have good, look. There are plenty of mm-hmm. people on the t- look. You could. I don't. I don't erase my tweets. We've had arguments where I said yeah. I didn't see any oh. evolution in the in Ben Simmons. And game. I said you a darn liar. Yes, you have. <laughs> I I have argued many of people. You know. I look. Mm-hmm. That that is me. That is. I was the one who said hell no. I don't want to trade Ben Simmons for Kawhi. I don't know what I was smoking. Oh, I wish I could have, I have it made now. that deal uh, ten times, <laughs> ten I, times over would have made that deal. Whatever I, I was, was dying to make that deal. Whatever I was smoking when I said that, I wish I had that right now. I w- I don't. It wasn't what I have in this cup today, but darn, it was a whole lot stronger. Where I was like, no, you don't trade Ben Simmons for Kawhi for Kawhi Leonard. Yes, I will say I was wrong. I, I, I couldn't have been more wronger. That take right there is why I do this show for free. And there are plenty of people who get who get paid for their sports opinions. I said it, and now and now it's it's like you 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 watch you watch how this is now going to end. 
Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating because this this deal, this Ben Simmons deal, is probably going to cost you uh, a Matisse Thibel. It's probably going to cost you a Tyrese Maxey, and that frustrates me because those are two types of players that this city always falls in love with. Not the high draft, you know. We love the high draft picks. We 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 love the picks like right. like a Joel Embiid, you know. Just, you're uh, over you're overachiever. Yes. That, you, if I can get a guy who's picked in the twenties that shows all star potential. Yes. I'm going to fall in love with him yes. all the time. This city Every will time. always fall in love for the diamond in the rough. And that's what, you know, we sit there all, all the time when we, we'll watch other teams and they'll have a star player that you found somewhere in the late first round and second round that just kind of develops and becomes into a star. And we've sit, we'll sit here and ask ourselves, why can't the Sixers find that guy? Why can't the Eagles yep. find that guy? We have two guys, two years in a row. And, and the one we thing got that I will guy say, two years in a row, and we're now going to lose one of those guys and those because guys, this top guy that we thought was going to be the, the cornerstone once out for because we asked him not even to make jumpers. Just to show to your point, those are both guys that, as far as being Philly guys, those are guys who you never, literally never question effort. If nothing else, you might question their performance from night to night. Mm -hmm. But those guys, you never question if they went out there and gave it everything they had. Mm -hmm. You know Maxie went out there and played hard. You know Thibel went out there and played hard. Never saw Maxie dogging. You never heard anyone accuse Maxie of dogging it. Never heard anyone accuse uh, Thibel of dogging it. But you're going to lose one of those two young guys, most likely, that you would love to be able to build with both. To facilitate a Ben Simmons trade. Mm. who does nothing but dog it mm. disappears in the biggest moments it's it's a tragedy it is it is only in philadelphia it, man. only in philadelphia <laughs> it, only in philadelphia I, i'll tell you the trade scenario that that scares me the most and it's his i've heard ben simmons for jalen brown uh yeah nah i as as angry as I am, as frustrated as I am with Ben Simmons, I don't want to hate this man as much as I will hate him if I see him in a Boston Celtics uniform. Well, it's not just that. I will you're, absolutely you're, you're, you're tra- You'd be trading for a guy with degenerative knee issues, right? You're, you already got Joel Embiid, who, who we all know with that frame is not going to stay healthy for an entire season. Mm-hmm. And now you got J.B., you know, no pun intended, but you got JB out there, right? Going to come in, and he's going to miss half the season every year. My knees ain't much better than his either, so don't don't, don't worry. My knees might be slightly better than his, but you know, but but not by much. We we running neck and neck. We we, we right here. Yeah, I'm with you. I want I want no part. Of, I listen. No disrespect to Jalen Brown, but I. I I don't want that baggage. I'm good. Um, I, I'll pass on Jalen Brown. I, I would absolutely. Yeah, if it were a healthy Jalen Brown. Yeah, exactly. And, just, and it was just a matter of he and Tatum not being good fit. Sure, I'm, I'm yes. all in. But I don't want another guy with health issues. Yes. No. I, I need a guy who could. If you're bringing in somebody to play and you you want a difference maker, the most important thing is that they be consistently available, in my opinion, mm-hmm. more than anything else, because you're, put, you're looking for someone to pair with the MB 
who you know is not going to be consistently available. Mm-hmm. And so you need someone that can help your team go on those nights where Embiid's not ready to go. And you also, mm-hmm. you need a shot creator. Mm-hmm. And you need somebody who can create their own shot because there's nobody on his team that can create separation. Listen, I love Seth Curry, but he's not going to create separation, no. right? No. We already talked about Tobias. He's not going to create separation. Mm-hmm. Now, Maxi has that opportunity, but he's still learning. He's still mm-hmm. learning. You need a guy that can take the ball like Jimmy. See, I'm a huge Jimmy, <laughs> but I, I, I have man crush on JB, okay? I, I was a fan not, of him. Not, not Smoke Force One, JB, but JB the minivan driver. Uh, uh, Jimmy, understood. Jimmy Butler, okay? understood. I appreciate it, though. Oh, I was a yeah. fan of Jimmy Butler. Uh, I loved yeah. when they brought him in. I, man, I, I was like. My hopes went through the roof when we had, we had Jimmy Butler in film. Yep. Yes. Yeah, but he was a closer. Mm-hmm. We, we exactly. right. He was a closer. Yes. We knew we yes. had. Now everybody knows we're going to Joel. And unfortunately, when is a big man ever your closer? You know, think about it. It, it just never normally. But mm-hmm. even when Tim Duncan in his heyday was that good, he, he saw guys like Tony Parker yeah. surrounding him yeah. that were closers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even even They're if the big guys need closers on their team because it's just a better fit. So. That we need a shot creator. Somebody needs to create their own shot. That's what we need. No, it, it, it's it's funny because I I feel like, you know, we we talk about that loss to Toronto. Mm. We talk about that loss to Toronto, and I just felt so strongly after that, as as heartbreaking as it was. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at this team. I'm like, bring everybody back. Let's run it back. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially if, especially if you know Kawhi's going to bounce. Kawhi is going to bounce from Toronto. You bring everybody. You bring you bring that team back. That team lost in a game seven on one of the greatest shots from by one of the greatest shooters. You know that was a great player who made a great a great play. That's how your season ended. Not because not necessarily because you underachieved. Not necessarily for anything else than a in a game seven on the road. A great player made a great shot. You bring that team back. Run it True, back. Let's, let's, but, let's, let's run it back. But this was the same team, the play devil's advocate here, that for four minutes and seven seconds uh, couldn't score a bucket. Mm-hmm. So that shouldn't have came down to that last shot. Mm-hmm. That's okay. my True. issue with that game. You're right, JB. I love Kawhi, and that was an unbelievable by an elite player, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer, okay? Yeah. It mm-hmm. happens, but yeah. – she never came down to that. We we had three turnovers and zero points in the final four minutes of that game. Mm. That can't happen. Mm. You can't, and especially in a game seven. So that's my bet. That's why I didn't want to run it back. And that's when I was out on Brett Brown. I was like, it, it, it just got to end now. We you you got to go. You got to get rid of Brett Brown because it ain't gonna work. And honestly, that was when I began to question Ben Simmons' long-term future. Mm-hmm. Because if he's playing your point guard yep. and you have to take him off the ball and your closer, who should be able to work maneuver off the ball to get himself in scoring position, has to handle the ball. when mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler had to start handling the ball and they had to hide Ben Simmons because he's a liability on the court. Like, Crazy. his free throw shooting... His unwillingness to shoot a, shoot an outside shot, it makes him a liability on the court in those situations. Yep. So that was really when I began to start having those questions. It, like beyond just basketball, fit, believe. like just I don't know if, if this guy period is going to be able to get it done. 
regardless still, of I, basketball I, fit. I, I still believed. Really? I, I, so no, no, no. I said no. Then, so no, no, no. I said then. Then you, you when, when they like, lost, you seem like you're a bench ruther, right? So yeah, let I, me I, ask I, you this: So you think if he gets in the right situation, do you think he'll ever develop into a better player than he was here, or do you I, think I, we've seen what you see in Ben is what you have? He's never changed. I, I don't want to think about Ben improving for another team because that will absolutely. <laughs> piss me off to the highest of pissivity <laughs> watching no, Ben go to another team and then just not just start shooting jumpers you know the funny I, thing is it, it will change the landscape question, of this pa- this podcast you will hear me spend the first 15 minutes of this podcast for the rest of Ben Simmons's career just cussing him out like I can't believe Ben Simmons worked his way out of Philly just to start game shooting jumpers and the sad thing is that the coach in me looks at Ben Simmons and says he's fixable. I, I the coach part of me still looks at him and says there's too much talent there to say he's not fixable. Yeah. But 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 Jonesy, he's gonna want to have to be fixed. Yeah. That's the, the issue, right? and that's so, the issue, right? So I, so you say you're a coach, right? Mm-hmm. So so, so I, I'm sure JB, you've coached in your, in your day as well. Yeah, I I played live live right. <laughs> But, but the, the reason why I'm saying that is because we, we all seen the evolution now of entitled athletes coming mm-hmm. through, right? Unfortunately. And oh, that I is that kind you. of guy to me that just said, I was able to get by for my entire career with being who I am. I'm not mm-hmm. changing for no ne- – mm-hmm. never, I never had to adjust, and I'm not going to adjust now. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest issue, right? Mm-hmm. That's always been my issue with Ben. I knew it in LSU, and I knew it when he came here. And I knew that was going to be a problem. Like, this dude's not coachable. He is mm-hmm. uncoachable. And I think that's the biggest issue, man. And I, that's yeah, the biggest sense. issue with Ben because you're right. He's got talent. He does. Mm-hmm. He just He's just not utilizing it in the right way. Yeah, that sense mm-hmm. of entitlement is a death nail. Yeah. It is. You, you can't do anything with that. Nope. And, and you're not absolutely right. And and I I think honestly, you look at the possibilities. You see where this can go, and I think that's part of what's scary. I think this is that's where this becomes unprecedented, where it's like I've never seen a player this talented, yet this entitled, completely ruin sideline his career. Whereas like this, you have a guy. This this is a guy with talent that merits the number one pick choosing not no, to beyond that, he has all-time great talent yes he and, has if he maximized his talent he's an all-time great he's a and, top 10 player all time yeah, if he maximizes I, his I talent. and, and I, I, I do it, it like i don't want to believe that ben simmons is going to you know he he's kind of I, I like he, i don't want to believe that he's He's trying to to dog it. His he's trying to dog his way out of town. Like he's just gonna go. Like the light bulb is just gonna. He's gonna go to another team. The light bulb goes off, and he's gonna do all the things that we've been begging him to do. Because I feel like the things that they we've been begging him to do aren't that. I mean, it's basic. Bat shoot a jumper. <laughs> That's I, what I we're asking. I, I... This I'll never understand this that. This isn't. This uh, is, but, but you know what? Here's the thing, though. He probably will because I hope I'm wrong with this, but I feel like he's the kind of player and the person that says, just because they're telling me to shoot, I ain't shooting. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If he goes to something like Sacramento, mm-hmm. he'll start shooting. If nobody asks him to shoot, all of a sudden he's going to start shooting because he's like, you know what? 
They're not forcing me to shoot, so I'll shoot. He, he's just – it's indicative of what he believes, in my opinion. It's just – it's it's his nature. I, yeah. I hated it about him. But, yeah, yeah I, it's a shame because he could be so freaking good, man. Like, like right or so wrong, right or wrong fair foul. This isn't – this isn't Allen Iverson spending his entire career being a point guard and Larry Brown saying, hey, now you're a shooting guard. You know, we're taking you off the ball. Yes, that was the right decision. Yeah, you, you know, it's like you you understand that. And, and eventually, Allen, you know, for better or for worse, he was like, okay, you know, you're going to take the ball out of my hand, but I get to shoot the ball more? Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but but what I'm saying that was that was a basketball decision that eventually the player, you know, at some at some point, somewhat you know embraced. Whereas here he accepted at, at least he accepted. Yeah, there you go. He may not have embraced it, but he accepted. He ex- yeah, he accepted. I didn't embrace anything. He just <laughs> but, but, but 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 nonetheless, to an extent, he fell in line. Yeah, mm-hmm. he played his part. He played especially he, that oh one season. Yeah. Like, oh. You have you have Eric Snow and Aaron McKee doing most Man. of the ball yeah. handling, and AI it, just free to do his thing. Yeah, but but wow. but the thing is, mm. it's like you put you know here's somebody who's played his whole career, his whole life one way, and then somebody mm-hmm. outside of his circle is now telling him that you have to change the way you play for the better of the team, and he's like looking like I'm the best player on this team. They should be changing the way they play. <laughs> So you know to get on my level, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. like this, like like Jigsaw, this is what we've been. This is what we've talked about. Jonesy and I have talked about, and I've I've put this out here for Ben. This is the first time in Ben's career where the shortcomings of this team, where the shortcomings of a team, with the ultimate goal fall squarely on his shoulders. Oh, you know, 100%. This is the first mm-hmm. time he's had to deal with this. This is the first time he's, you know, LSU doesn't win the championship. Who he could look at his teammates, oh, we weren't good enough. And yep. What do I care? What do I care about March Madness? Make excuses. I, I knew I wasn't only going to be here for any. I just had to go. I didn't want to be in college. He could make all those excuses. But, the Sixers, but, they look at him and be like, you're the reason. You're the yep. Yes. That this Atlanta the, series, you can't look at that any other way, but. Ben Simmons look at the mirror and be like, if I do what I'm supposed to do, we win. Yep, 100%. And he's looking – and the problem with that is Ben Simmons is looking at it like, I did what I was supposed to do. I locked up up Trey Young. Ben Simmons is – you tell Ben Simmons that, he's going to tell you, I did what I was supposed to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I agree. And when you get and, and the fact that you have to get into this argument with him, that's part of the problem. Therein lies the problem. When you're like, hey, you know, you could have we couldn't trust you to bring the ball down court. I mean, you got to have a sense of pride about yourself, yeah. man. Like, I mean, listen, any of my jobs, like, you know, if if I feel like whether it be my boss or my coworker don't trust me to do anything, I look myself in the mirror like, damn, do I suck? Like, am I that bad? Mm-hmm. Like, I I start questioning my ability, mm-hmm. and this dude don't even care. Mm-hmm. Like, he just it, whatever. He just it, I, I listen. I you know, and I'm not gonna I, you know I'm not gonna you know go in attack anybody's character because I don't know Ben personally, but mm-hmm. I'm just going by off what we see and what it mm-hmm. looks like. And unfortunately, 
when you come out and you, you, you claim mental health, which I still have a big problem with, mm-hmm. you know, because I have a lot of people, whether it be close to me, uh, you know, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, affiliates that have dealt with that on a personal level. And he's made a mockery of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's unfortunate. And that's why nobody's talking about it anymore. If it was legit, he would have went to the doctors and we got cleared and now all this would have went away. But we know why he did it, just to get paid. So that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That just gives you already a black eye. One that you you already have one black eye. Now you got two black eyes, right? So so now you're now you're really opening yourself up to criticism. But like you said, mm-hmm. he just doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care, man. Well, look, like you said, you know, hopefully we'll be seeing the end of this this oh, saga pretty soon. You know, it's it's the the end of that era, but we need to. I, I want to switch gears real quick before we let you go, sure. Because I was having a conversation with my man Jonesy uh, earlier this week. Uh, in fact, you know, as as we are transitioning into the bye week of the Eagles season, Jonesy, uh, do you mind if I read if, if I read my man Tony the, the, the text that you sent me? Oh, please do. I knew this is where you're going. That's why we see me smile. Okay, exactly. Have fun. Okay, no, it, I, I'm I am glad because you know. Let, 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 me, let me pull this up. Mm-hmm. Got got to scroll. Oh, all right, here it is. Because it was a pretty long text. <laughs> it, it was itemized. It, it was. It was. In fact, you know what? I, I don't even need to read the whole thing because because you you started real well with this with with this one. He said, and, and and this this is, and let me set this up for you, Tony. Sure. Me, Jonesy, and our good and, and our good friend of all three of us, Javon Alford, we're kind of in a, yep. a, a in a group chat, a, a group chat, which we just call on each other during different Philadelphia sports events. That that's what we do. The, the, the three of us sit here during these games and just text each other. It's a safe place. It's a safe place event. Yes. Yes. I like it. I like it. He says, I feel the need to say something about today's game. That was the game against the Jets. I'm now officially 100% out on Jalen Hurts as the Eagles' future QB. Mm -hmm. uh, Number two, Minshew definitely isn't the guy either. I really like what the offense looked like with a pro-style quarterback. Offensive line is so good they can run for five per uh, five per by handing the ball off to anyone. Imagine if you use a second round pick on a stud running back. They don't need a running QB. They need a pure passer. Number five is a, he, he made one more point, but look, man. <laughs> like I said, we, we we don't have you for that much time. He's a hundred percent out on Jalen Hurts. I'm not look. I I am not on. I'm not 100% on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon. The Jalen Hurts bandwagon has pulled up to my stop. I'm still on the street looking at the door. The door's open. Jalen is on the bus. He's got his hand out, waiting for me to decide whether or not I want to get on this bus or not. I know it's going where I want. It looks like a clean bus. It's got issues. I, I, I'm not there yet. I'm not on the bandwagon yet, but I'm not completely off the bandwagon. I'm looking at it. It's right there. It's there for me to get on. Can, can I explain myself real quick first? 
Dude, I thought I was pretty expert. I thought I explained it pretty well. Oh, That's not I, how you feel. I'm, I'm not changing my positions about anything I said. Oh, I, I hope said not. What I said I get and you. I, and I, you, you know me. I said what I said, and I meant that, it. That is true. That but, is true. But, but when I look at Jalen Hurts, it's it's more about the style of quarterback that he is. He's. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy who wants to sit in the pocket. Well, part of it is he's at a height disadvantage playing in the pocket. Part of it is that he there's limited arm strength to make all the throws from the pocket to all parts and reach all parts of the field. So that's just not who he is. And what I saw watching the game with Gardner, Gardner Minshew at quarterback with all of his faults, he played under center and he played from the pocket. And I liked what the offense, what Nick Sirianni's offense looked like conceptually with a quarterback playing from the pocket in that style. The offensive line, you've got with guys like Dickerson and Maialata, I honestly believe I can hand the ball off to anybody and get five yards of carry. I don't need my quarterback to run from yards. I need a guy who can maximize my receiving core's ability. So from that sense, I'm out on Jalen Hurts. I'm looking for a new quarterback. That was the text I said. So here's my thing. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing I like that you said is you're not sold on either guy, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, so because uh, I hear a lot of hogwash about Gardner Minshew is going to be the guy, right? Gardner oh, no, Minshew with AJ friggin' Feely. Okay, Gardner that's Minshew what he has is. a noodle arm. He's not right. the guy either. Exactly. So, if, if you want to trade him to Miami for a second round pick, please do it and we'll take it. Okay. That's yeah. what and he's he's a damn good backup. I'd rather have him as a backup than Chase friggin' Daniel. Okay, so so to keep him where he's at. But here's my thing about Jalen. I really, really like Jalen Hurts. I I said in last year at the end, I'm all in on Hurts, mm-hmm. and I'm all in on Hurts right now. My position has not changed. So here's why. Number one, to play the quarterback position in the NFL, you have to have the intangibles. And he has a lot all of people don't have. You have to have leadership ability. You He's have to be it. able to fight through adversity. You have mm-hmm. to be able to lead a locker room of men, which is not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to walk in a locker room and lead a bunch of grown men. Mm-hmm. And he's been able to do every single one of those things. Now, at a high level. Faults, right? What's that? I said he does all those things right. at a high level. Yes. Right. Exactly. And I do. Physically, he has faults. But here's my issue. Number one about height. Same thing I heard about Kyler Murray. Same thing I heard about Russell Wilson. Same mm-hmm. thing I heard about Tua. So now Tua doesn't have the orange strength either. So what did they do for Tua? They went out and drafted a guy like Jalen Waddle, even though it was his ex-counterpart, but a guy who gets the yak, the yards after the catch, right? Mm-hmm. They said, I know this kid's not going to throw 80 yards down the field, but he's not going to be able to throw the go routes, but he can throw that slant route where my guy can run for 30 or 40 yards. So I am willing to wait. Let me build this defense up. There is a mm. ton of nice free agent wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And Josie, you said about we have an elite offensive line. Love our offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. I but I want to see them allow Jalen to open up just a little bit. I don't care if he falters, but I, I don't want to see the RPO. I don't want to see that anymore. Like I'm I'm good mm. with I know he's not going to be in a pocket guy. I don't want him to run 30 times a game, but Everybody has to relax a little bit because I know this is far-fetched, but Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen specifically, first three years in the league, under 60% completion percentage. Mm -hmm. They fixed him 
They fixed him mechanically, and I know his arm is second to none. I get it, but they mm-hmm. did fix him mechanically. Lamar Jackson was under 60% for his first two years, They and his arm, second to none. Mm-hmm. I understand everybody questions the arm spot, but I do feel in the NFL, because there's a guy in Drew Brees for the New Orleans Saints that everybody said was never going to have the arm spot because of the shoulder and never have the height to be a Super Bowl winner, and he <laughs> did. So I'm not willing to give up. Everything for Russell Wilson, everything for Aaron Rodgers. You're going to win in this league still between the trenches. We already have an elite offensive line. I wanted an elite defense. I, I am – listen, get, go draft – just like they did in, uh, in in Vegas, Mike Mayock did a tremendous job mm-hmm. drafting defensive linemen and linebackers for that team. I want to do the same kind of deal, and I want to build around Jalen for because listen, uh, it's it's a free year, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I, he's one more year on his rookie deal. It's a free year, and unless you're sold on Pickett, I mean, who else is really out there for you guys to draft? And I, so, I agree. And I and see that that's where my conundrum lies because <laughs> with everything you just said. I also agree with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily saying because I I have he'll JB will tell you I have no desire to be all in on a Russell Wilson or a guy yeah. like that. I, full disclosure, I'm the guy who keeps the keeps literally keeps the salary cap percentage of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks in, on a graphic does. on my phone, and Absolutely. I can tell you I've that. The only five that ever did it higher than ten percent were all, were named Fan, were named Manning, Favre, Breeze, and Young. So, but both Mannings, Favre, Breeze, and Young, only ones that ever do it more than ten percent. Yep. So, mm-hmm. it, I'm not the guy who wants to go spend forty million on a vet quarterback when you know, when I know your real mm-hmm. your biggest window to win is with a talented rookie on his rookie deal and build a good team around him. Yep. I just don't think that Hurts is the guy long term either. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still back and forth. I agree with you, 100. Uh, now, now I will say this, guys: if we were close, if I thought the team was close, then I would go in all in on AR mm-hmm. or Russ. But I, w- I would just go in all in on Russ so I can bring the air to Philly. I'm just mm-hmm. hey, let's call it the way <laughs> it is, right? But, but. <laughs> I, I can't you be mad throw at that out there, man. I'll, I'll, I can't I'll, be mad at that. I'll stop you when you're wrong. Now keep going. <laughs> so, so that's why I think if we were close and we needed that arm, okay, but we're not close. We mm-hmm. have an aging roster on the defensive side of the ball, yes. and we mm-hmm. so we're not close. So we're a, a couple years away. So oh, I agree. why not try to see what you have on the last year? That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And no, then and, and figure I it out su- after that. I support that, and you can use the rest of that cap room and yeah. draft capital to build your defense, retool your defensive line. Yep. And, to, and a, you actually, not just aging, but you need to make some personnel changes to fit what your defensive coordinator wants to do to yeah. scheme-wise as well. Yep. Exactly. Good now, point. Like one thing, so, Jones, one thing, Jones, you, you have pointed out the last couple of weeks, that it's obvious that that uh, Gannon is trying to switch this defense from a, from the traditional 4-3 of the last, uh, the last couple of years in the post-Chip, I'm, I'm going to say his name, Chip Kelly years. To mm-hmm. back to a three four, and with that, you like you said, you need to make some you need to make some uh, personnel changes. Me, I I, I, I think we're going to see the end of Fletcher Cox. 
You know, I, I, I'm, mm-hmm. un, unfor- you know, unfortunately, I, I think may, maybe they'll find a way to bring back Brandon Graham after injury because he can still pl- he might still be able to play the linebacker position in a in a three four. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's a stretch, man. That's a stretch. But he, we we, we but, seen him struggle with that before. Yep. Well, you know, we we will see. You know, that, that's that's me talking in in December. You know. <laughs> We get we get to February March it might be a whole different story but not but nonetheless the point is you're sitting here you're sitting on three for possibly well it's almost a, a foregone conclusion three first round picks oh we're, we're past the threshold for Carson yeah. Wentz's snap yeah. you're, you're locked good. in thanks thanks Carson appreciate that bro <laughs> yeah. yes so so, so you, you finally did what we needed on the dope yep yeah you got three first round picks and a second so to me it's like all right now let's let's I, let let I I I'm I I lean more toward my man Jigsaw. I, I I like what Tony is saying. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, let's use let's use this the let's use these draft picks to re you know to rebuild this team. I've always been somebody who says, hey, your first round, your first day, your sec and your second day picks need to be people that you can count on to start week one. That's mm-hmm. what I need. You bring in a first round pick, no matter where you draft, whether it's high up in the draft, whether it's low. You a first round pick should be starting week one. Need to see some better. You know, I need to see better linebackers. Maybe a yep. you know, maybe a safety. You know, I I think you were on to someone. You said, hey, you find yourself a stud uh, stud run, uh, running back to pair up with Sanders, or even if you're moving, yeah. even if you're planning to move on from Sanders. Because that's the other question. You don't necessarily know how they feel about bringing Sanders back. Like I don't get that. I don't get that at all. You don't, you don't I, get I, there, there's something else going on with that situation. I agree. I agree. It's, it's just that from what I'm seeing on the outside looking yep. in, mm-hmm. I can't be convinced that Sanders is going to be back next year. They're no, down. I agree with you. They're down on something. But you see, Tony, you've seen it mm-hmm. too. They're down on something. That's what with, I'm saying. With, with you know, mm-hmm. the, the guy's 5.1 yards per carry. Like this, this isn't a guy who doesn't get you yards. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's the most dynamic one out of the bunch. I feel, so mm-hmm. I, I feel like I, I've seen. Small, get it. I, I feel like I've seen small, small things within a game that I'm, when you're trying to when you're trying to figure out why this team is down on Miles Sanders. I think it was, uh, I got the schedule right behind me, but I can't remember what game it was. But the Eagles are trying to salt the game away. They're actually in a position to win a game. He You're ran trying, out of bounds, and he and he did it repeatedly. Like, okay, we need to run the we need to run the clock out, mm-hmm. and you're giving the ball to Miles Sanders, and he's repeatedly running the ball out of bounds. Like, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, are, are, is it, <laughs> it, it, and I'm sitting there thinking, is that it? Are they? You know, yes, he's talented, but are are is there questions? Uh, and shout out, he he heard his name called. And he's watching on YouTube. Shout out to my man Javon Offer. He said it was the Panthers game. What's up, Javon? What's up, Javon? That's my guy. That's a, that's our guy. But he said it was the Panthers mm-hmm. game. So is it is it you know could it be that this team is down on his football IQ? Yes, he's yes he's talented. Is that it? Because I've wanted the same thing. Like, why does it seem like they're hesitant to just say, "All right, this is our guy. This is our work." Yeah, I, I, I mean, you make a good point about bringing things up like that because you're always trying to look at the little meticulous parts of a game to see, is he missing a pass block? Is he running the wrong routes? Is he fumbling too much? But we don't really see that. You know, uh, well, 
this this is what I will say. Uh, it, not not to get off the miles here, but I want to say this: if I was Nick Sirianni, this is what I would do for next year. I would go back and revisit Ron Rivera's heyday in Carolina when Cam Newton was at his ultimate peak and watch the style of offense that they ran for because Cam basically ran the show. Cam was the he came he was the general. And he made that offense tick. And Cam don't have the strongest arm out of the bunch, okay? But mm-hmm. he likes to run. They did a lot of RPOs. They did a lot of fake bootlegs. Go look at that film and see maybe that's the kind of guy that Jalen Hurts needs to be. Obviously, he doesn't mm-hmm. have that size. But you, you have this year. And one thing I will say is I would take one of those three picks and I would trade back. And the reason why is because you have to look. Jonesy said salary cap. You have to look at you're going to have to pay three first round picks. So, and you're probably going to be a better team the following year, which means your pick is going to be a lot, you know, higher. I mean, a lot lower than higher. Mm-hmm. So, take that first round pick, bump that into a first next year and a, a third this year. So now it, it helps your salary cap. Mm-hmm. And now you're loaded for the following year, too. Take that New England. You know, direction from Mr. Belichick and, and mm-hmm. be smart. That's that's what I have to say about that. Is Howie that I, guy? I like the sound of that play. See, of course, <laughs> yeah, we're relying on Howie now. Yeah, is, is Howie <laughs> that guy? Is, is Howie going to be that guy to make that decision? Because we go, I feel like we we go back and forth on Howie a lot. Well, I will like, say there there are times tra- when you're sitting there looking at a Howie draft and you're like. This dude's an idiot. Get him, get him out of here. Let's let, let's go. And then there's other times you're looking like you're looking at like right now. This offense is completely how we drafted guys. Mm-hmm. This whole I, I, offense. I've been, is, I've been I've been sticking off for Howie a lot recently. I mean, when, honestly, I'm seeing a lot of things I like on this team. Me too. You could go. And, you could hit the look. You can hit the random button and play back our our podcast, and you can guess where I'm a fall. There's times where I've been sitting up here like, yo, get him out of here. And, and, I'm, and, and honestly, I went into this season saying, you know, you can't just get rid of the – if you're going to get rid of somebody, there's going to be a, a change. You need to clean house. I want the GM going. I want the coach going. I want the, I want the quarterback going. Yeah, when they you said know, they were getting rid of Doug and Carson, Keeping Howie made no sense. But but you know but there's a reason why they pay them the big bucks and I do a podcast in my basement for free you know <laughs> but you know, that's the truth exactly you know it, it it is what it is but you know like there 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 are directions where this can go you know and, and I I feel like one thing that I fight on that I use my little my little platform to fight has been. I guess the, uh, you know, like narratives that we fought as Philly fans our whole lives. We all grew up, you know, we grew up in this area. You you know the things. You know that the most popular guy in town is always going to be the backup quarterback. Oh, yeah. So you mm-hmm. saw Gardner Minshew light up the Jets. Yo, the Jets. The Jets. <laughs> and now, oh, my gosh. It's Minshew mania. <laughs> We, yep. This is God. That was predictable, though. You, we knew that oh, was going to yeah. happen. Oh, yeah. you knew it. Wait, wait. I, I tweeted before the game, I hope Philly's ready for Minshew Mania after this. Oh, yep. You're playing the Jets. You're, he's going he's gonna to win. He's going to – he's the style of pet player he is. You're going to see him pass the ball more. And because it's not that Minshew is 
so much more talented or better. He's just a couple years more into his career. So he's a little more developed, a little more comfortable in the pocket, mm-hmm. and a little more accurate on some of those passes. All things that Hurts can develop over time. Yeah. My thing with Hurts is just the style of play and the mm-hmm. limited arm strength. You know, That's... You know, they're, they're... Ah, but if but if you tell me Hurts is the quarterback for another year on a on a second round pick salary, and I can rebuild the team, okay. That's wrong. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not against. I'm not against that. I I could see if there if there was a guy and and the the thing about it is that guy could pop up at any time between now and the draft. Mm-hmm. If you. Another wrong take I had, and I—I I, 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 not a wrong take tonight, bro. Come on, man. Right, I'm used to it. This, this happens. But, <laughs> I, I, maybe, and, and probably that's why you know I, I've never gotten that, that that radio shine, that that popular shine, because I've I've never shied away from my bad takes, and I admit I have a lot of them. And and but. Wait, man, Howard has bad takes all the time. Come yeah, and, and, and he does, and he never owns up to any of them. No, and that's of why, no and, way. And, and that's no why, way. And, and that's why he's where he is. And once again, I'm in my basement doing podcasts for free. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, I, 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 I was in this basement a long time ago saying, I've never heard of this Carson Wentz guy. Why are we trading draft picks to bring in some guy from North Dakota State? You know, I I don't I don't know this yep. guy. We have we have Sam Bradford. We have a top ten pick. Ezekiel Elliott is right there. If we're gonna send Demarco Murray out the door, oh. let's draft Zeke. And stick with the quarterback that we had. Yes, I, I, I know I said it. I'm, I, I, I was wrong. But, but that, I mean that, that, that's just the point. There's like that. W- that was the right move. Bringing in Carson Wentz, trading those picks to bring in Carson Wentz was the right move. And if you had asked me the no, the December before that draft, hey, what do you think of Carson Wentz? I'd have told you hell no. So you know there, that guy could you know that quarterback could come up, and it'd be one thing. And I'm saying, like, it's one thing if that guy was there. If there was somebody in the college ranks right now that, that you know is going to be there, that you know is a bona fide prospect. It'd be one thing if this was a year ago. You knew Trevor Lawrence was, you know, given what was going on in, in, in Jacksonville aside. You see him Saturday after Saturday. That's that's one thing. I don't see mm-hmm. that guy. I didn't see that guy in college sports this this season. That says, "Hey, you know, we got some draft picks. Let's try and trade up. Let's get him." So I agree. With you. So I agree as well. So why not roll? With, you know, that's to me letting Jalen Hurts play next year is not hitching our wagon to Jalen Hurts. Oh, I agree. Time. I'm not. I like I said. I don't want to sell the house for one of these vets. Mm-hmm. I I think the Eagles are in a good position where, and honestly, two years they could be good. Like, next year they could be improved. The year after they could be really good if they do this right. If and, they do, that's a huge if. But I, I I will give Howie credit for – Howie Roseman credit for this one thing. The idea of trading back and deferring one of those picks seems to be right up his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. 
whether now the picks he used, whether or not he he gets those right, is a different ballgame. Yeah, but he'll the fix, strategically he'll, deferring picks and things, yeah. wheeling and dealing, the mechanics of it. He'll fix it all. How he's good? At, he's good at that. So I could easily see him being smart enough to defer one of those thir- first round picks. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Real quick before we let before we let you go, your thoughts this this Sunday's game against the Washington football team, the team formerly known as the Redskins. And apparently, we don't know which quarterback is starting yet. I was just going to say that. That's that right. That's the most important thing. I, you know, NFC East. That's all you got to say. Doesn't matter how bad, how good you are. That's it's going to be a battle. That is true. Right. It's going to mm-hmm. be a dogfight. This isn't the. This isn't the the, the Jack Del Rio led defense that we had last year in Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost their leader in Chase Young. This is the same secondary. So there's a lot of different things going on out there, in Washington. And I'll be honest with you, they better don't they, downgrade or don't underestimate Taylor Heineke. Now, I, now I'm not saying the guys COVID test too in Washington this week. Oh yeah, they, they, is he one of the COVID guys? Um, Heineke, I, I have not heard his name. Allen, yet. Defensive lineman Allen. Okay. okay. One of the COVID oh, guys. Jonathan Allen. Yeah. Jonathan Allen. Yeah, I think they have. Yeah, so they they have a lot of COVID issues. And, and sweat. Allen and Sweat are both were the Ooh, two Montez guys. Sweat. That's yeah. a guy I wanted. So those were two big losses on their defensive line. If oh, that's, they a, can't that's play. a huge. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a huge loss. I, you know, as long as we stick to the game plan, I, I, I don't feel you know this to me has the the, the makings of a twenty four fourteen kind of game in the Eagles' favor all day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm a big Ron Rivera guy. So I, you know, I know he has some tricks up his sleeve, and, and you know, again, he's a veteran coach that's going to try to out, you know, out scheme Nick Sirianni. So we'll see what happens, but I'm really not scared of Washington has. I think McLaurin, he was on concussion protocol, so mm-hmm. he might be out as well. Uh, Antonio Gibson really hasn't had a good last three or four weeks. Uh, so listen, you're going to have to watch watch guys out of the back. Like McKissick is a monster if he's mm-hmm. on COVID protocol when he comes out catching the ball. But I'm not I'm not worried as long as we play our game. I think we easily take this game. That's what okay. we we could use a good we, we could use a good uh, takeable game. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. We we yes. need that coming. Uh, and I think this is this is a good test, you know, to see Nick Sirianni, the game planner. Because he's had questions about his game planning, and his there, there have been questions about this before, and maybe yep. and we're not that far removed from Andy Reid, who used to just be unstoppable out of the bye. After the bye, he was you undefeated. Know, out man. of the bye, mm-hmm. he was undefeated almost until the you know the very end. So you know we we yep. definitely will see. All right, Tony. Before we let you go, man. Like I said, when we brought you in here, you you a hard working dude. It, break it down, everything that you got, you know. You uh, know take as take as well, long as you like. Everything that you got going on. I, I, well, I, I'll just do it real quick. Number one, Heat Radio Sports Network. Yes. We got about twelve to thirteen shows on there. Uh, all different, talking all different angles. Uh, I have my own show on there as well. Are you on uh, all of them? What's that? Are you on all of them? No, no, no. <laughs> that's what no, makes, no, that's, no. That's, that's what I, makes the no. heat ratio better than best in the world sports because I am on all our shows. 
No, I'm not on all of them. Listen, I can't talk hockey. I can't talk soccer. I can't listen. That's not my deal, right? Uh, but no, listen. Heat Radio Sports. That that's my baby. We got a lot of stuff going on over there. Obviously, Fox Sports a gambler. Uh, I'm the fantasy guy, so you can catch me on there as yes, well. Sir. I do some things for PI every now and then. Um, but uh, at Windale Sports, you catch me doing fantasy work uh, Monday, Wednesdays. Uh, alternative edge on the sharp app catch that on fridays fancy firebox saturday and sunday uh serious satellite radio saturday night doing some fancy work as well and listen man i'm a publicist as well i have my own pr company do a lot of publicity things a lot of the cool events with tv one with bet a and e a lot of different things man just say let's give me a follow at tcontrol 23 i'll try to keep your head spinning there you, there you go <laughs> there you go my man's out here grinding it's all the way to be. Grinding. Just straight grinding. Tony, thank you, my friend. Oh, man. Thanks for having me, fellas. As always, man. Right, man it's always, I, always good to talk sports with you, brother. You know there's always an open invitation for you to come yo. chop it up with your boys, Jonesy and Brown. Sounds, oh, sounds good to me, man. Sounds good to me. Go right. Birds, go Sixers, and and trade Ben. How's that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag win without Ben. That's what it's yeah, all about. Win without Ben. Hashtag, hashtag win, without, that. win without Ben. Win without Ben. That's that's what it's gonna be, man. God, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, my friend. Have a good night, fellas. All right, appreciate all right, you, brother. You too. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my man Jigsaw. Had a deep oh, had, had to dig deep into the 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 Rolodex of friends as we keep on mm. pushing. Cause Josie and Brown, we know people around here. A couple people. We know a couple people. A couple, one, one or two. One or two people. They and they want to come on our show. They want to chop it up with us. People know they can come with us. They can come on our show and just be themselves. This is a safe place. This is a safe place. It's probably the safest place in sports. Safest place in Philadelphia sports talk uh, history. In a whole, it you might know, be. it might be. It might be. Anyway, hey, you let us know what you think of this podcast. You let us know what you think of our conversation. Man, Jigsaw, hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at B-I-T-W Sports, or at Jonesy and Brown. Remember, you can hear this podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Just search Best in the World Sports. You can also hear us on Philly Go Flow Radio. Really really early in the morning 4 a.m. so if you just can't sleep you ain't got nothing going on you just getting you know you on that let out from the club on, on, on a, a saturday morning get with us at 4 a.m. or saturday at 2 a.m. Eastern standard time you can hear us on philly go flow radio and you know just check us out how at us mike jones we out of here my brother peace All right, y'all. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy the sports. Remember, the Green Over Everything podcast coming up Sunday after the game. We'll talk about this jet. We'll we'll talk about this game with the the Redskins. We we, got to talk about it. You know, hopefully we'll be happy. If they they take this L, it's going to be a real short podcast. It's going to be really short, but we'll talk about it. Hey, y'all have a great week. Enjoy the sports. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace, y'all. Please. You feel on this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. 
You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown. Brown.